When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Martyrs and Missionaries is a production of Revive Studios. You're listening to Martyrs and Missionaries. I'm Elise, and every episode I'll bring you a new martyr and or missionary, the called and the brave. In this episode, we're going to look at the forgotten steps of being a missionary. All right, so this episode is going to be a little bit different because we're not looking at a specific martyr or a specific missionary. We're going to be looking at missionaries as a whole. Um, and as you know, I want to give you guys a, a brief update here. We are officially um, in Sihanoukville in Cambodia. We survived quarantine, barely, with sanity intact. And we have been here for about um, about two weeks now, almost two weeks and uh, I was going to have an episode for you guys last week, and then I got sick, so I wasn't able to do that, um, but I am back, and so the episodes are back, and I'm really excited about being able to uh, continue doing this while we're here. So I want to kind of talk about some of the things that we forget about with missionaries, because we're so used to all of the really exciting stories, like um, the amazing adventures of Gladys Aylward or Amy Carmichael or uh, Adoniram Judson that we don't really think about. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense for us to think about the everyday, like more mundane steps of their lives. Like what was it like when they got there on a day-to-day basis? Like sometimes we know a little bit, but what does it look like to completely upend your life, often going from one continent to a completely different continent on the other side of the world? Every day, what does that kind of look like? Now, for example, imagine that you have been tasked with leading an alien. An alien has come from a completely different planet and they have landed in your town and you have to show them how to do every littlest thing from going grocery shopping to knowing how to get around to knowing what foods to eat, what's okay to touch, what's not okay to touch, um, what are safe animals, what are not safe animals, um, what are good parts of town, what are bad parts of town. What are things you should never, ever, ever do? And what are things that you should always do? And if you don't do them, you are not a very nice person or are not perceived as a very nice person or uh, there's just so many things. And that, that is kind of like being a missionary. You you do feel on some level like uh, you are an alien or on the other side of it, like a newborn baby because you also can't do anything for yourself. When these people, you read these stories about these people, and they a lot of times they have really never traveled outside of their country before. And so this really is something, you know, entirely foreign to them. And it's, you know, very difficult. And even um, for me personally, like I have, you know, done this before on some level, uh, but you forget 
like, okay, exactly how infantile you are, you know, how, how much you become, oh my gosh, like I don't know how to do anything. And so that's one of the things I want to talk to you guys about, like what are these things specifically? One of the biggest ones is obviously going to be a language barrier. In most other countries, they're not going to speak the same language, right? So you're going to have um, just every single thing is going to be <laughs> going to be much more difficult because you're speaking through a language barrier. And even if you do speak the same language, like there is that connection there where someone does happen to speak, for example, English, then it's not always going to still make sense, right? Because you're going to have a little bit of like cultural differences. So the way that you interpret language is going to be a little different. So sometimes you can talk past somebody, you know, and, and so that's another thing you have to take into consideration is even though you may be speaking the same language, you may be utilizing it a little bit differently. Another huge one is food and what to eat and how to eat it and what not to eat and how not to eat. And food is huge. Like everybody, every time that you travel, you want to try new things and you're always excited about like the local cuisine. Okay, what's really good here? But what you don't think about is that at first and maybe forever, it is going to make you sick because you're not used to, a lot of times it's the water. Like, you're not used to the water, so you can't enjoy the things that you think you'd be able to enjoy. In fact, we were just talking to someone yesterday who had moved, and she has been here for, goodness, seven years now. And she said when she first moved, she really wanted to try all of the local food. She was really excited. And she just couldn't because every time she ate it, she felt horribly sick. She ended up in the hospital a few times and she's just like, now I don't do any of that. Like I can't, I just, I cook at home, I'm safe. So that happens where you think you're gonna be able to live as local as possible and you can't for whatever reason or like how to cook. Like if you are from, you know, the West, for example, I'll, I'll use myself here. From the West, you move to the East, it's completely different. All the things that you're used to cooking with are no longer there. And the things you think you can cook with, you probably can't. For example, meat. When you're used to cooking meat, you're used to it kind of smelling a certain way, looking a certain way. And whereas if you grew up in this area, you would be able to eat it. But if you didn't, you're probably not able to. Like we bought um, some chicken yesterday from the store, brought it home and smelled it. And we were like, I don't, I don't think we can, we can use that. And so we're not going to because, um, you could try it, but it's really not worth it. And that is really hard because it's not something that initially you think a lot about. You think about the big picture stuff, like what are you going to do when you get over here? How are you going to uh, lead people to Christ? How are you going to start this school or how are you going, how are you going to do these things? And you don't think about these little tiny things that affect basically your entire life, how to eat, how to even go to the bathroom, how to shop, how to get around, um, all of these things. And I haven't even covered the other side of it yet. I've kind of covered different cultures, but you also have different religions and different religions have different values. And so if you are used to a particular like Judeo-Christian worldview, 
then you're used to people having a certain set of values or a certain way of seeing the world. And when you move to a place that has a completely different cultural set of values, then they're going to view things differently than you do. And that can lead to a lot of misunderstandings. And if you're not careful, it can lead to a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of bitterness, which is another side. If, if you go into missions, that is something that you are going to struggle with is making sure that you do not become bitter against the hardships that you're going to face because we're in a mission field and you are doing ministry. And so obviously there is a spiritual component to that. And that is an area of attack that I would not hesitate to say that every single missionary has faced uh, some on a much larger scale, obviously than others, but you're going to be dealing with a lot of things you're not used to. And, and so that can be something that kind of, gets taken out on your, I think the official term is your host culture. But one thing that is in common with missionaries that lived a thousand, two thousand years ago, missionaries that live today and missionaries that will live in the future is that God has called every single one of them. And so the things that you face and the hardships that these people go through, it's not that God does not see them. God has in fact, given them the strength they need to get through it. And no matter how big, how small, God is there every step of the way. And that is what makes these stories possible. And it is what makes them so incredible. One of the common threads in these stories we read is the goodness of God and the power of God and the might that he shows through his providence in these missionaries' lives. We would never hear these stories otherwise because these people wouldn't make it. And obviously, if they were not believers, they would not go in the first place. But that is what I want to leave you guys with this week as kind of a dipping the toes back in the water of the episodes and being able to uh, talk about something that we don't think a lot about that is not necessarily as exciting and invigorating, but is equally as important and maybe as we go through these stories we can think about you know a little bit about that that day-to-day like what would it have been like to do all these things plus all of the mundane things and I believe next week what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover the story of Darlene Dibler Rose and I believe that one is listener requested I had it on my list anyway because it is one of the very first missionary stories that I read and has a special place in my heart and in a special place in some of the listeners' hearts as well. So be ready for that, and I will see you all on the next episode. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.